Hello and welcome to the Captain's Table, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Paul Berserker01, Batman Shelley, your humble host and space bartender at the Astro Pub, and this is the Captain's Table. The Captain's Table is where I bring people from all over the Star Citizen universe to talk about Star Citizen topics. Uh, and as of recently, I've been trying to find, you know, interesting themes for, for guests who, who are kind of in similar professions or similar content making. And so uh, today is no different. And hopefully, if you saw the thumbnail after watching this on YouTube, uh, you will be in, you will enjoy this. So let's get started with um, Essay. Who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen? And where can they find you? Uh, well, um, I am an occasional vagabond on InfoRunners, uh, providing some military insight, logistical insight. Um, if you want to find me, that's pretty much where you're going to find me. I'll jump to that one. And as far as what I do in Star Citizen, mainly gun at this point, uh, turret operator. Would be the would be my main job, but main interest is going to be logistical <laughs> movement. <laughs> nice. Um, sorry, I'm changing the the title of the stream so that people knows what, it, what we're doing because I realize it's still saying pre-show. Uh, all right, um, and CMDR Commander, who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen? Where can they find you? There's uh, first you can find us at our Twitch channel, which is under the org name Apex Crime Stat, and we just launched a new YouTube channel. Nice. For that, I uh, I lead a pirate org, and I'm becoming a, a fantastic torpedo bomber. Are you, are, like, are you becoming yourself a torpedo bomber? Are you, like, becoming yeah. a torpedo and just ramming people? Because that sounds very test squadron of you. Um, I, I <laughs> get in the eclipse, fly over them, and then just eject. Yeah. And break <laughs> the best results. Uh, all right, so... The 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 uh, topic for today is logistics. Last time Commander was on, we we, we did uh, we talked a little bit about logistics. We talked about intelligence gathering and and how intelligence you can use in Star Citizen. Um, and we talked a lot about logistics, and I've noticed a lot of transitions that CIG is currently going through. Um, as of three seventeen, your hunger and your thirst persist. Your ship statuses persist entirely in terms of repair, refueling, everything from session to session. Uh, there are now, you can now move ship equipment through your, your ships. Uh, not to mention uh, refueling is adding, being added into the game, which has changed how, re, how fuel works entirely in ships. Uh, yeah, and then 318 is coming up. It adds a bunch of new things as well. So I, I was thinking about the future of the game in terms of how people will play it, you know, in the end of this year versus right now and even, you know, further down the line. Uh, and since Commander and uh, SA were coming onto the show, and I know both of them have experience with this, I figured this is a good topic to talk about. So I'll start with the first kind of comment. What is logistics? Uh, Commander, why don't you give us your, your kind of rundown of what logistics is for people who don't have any idea what logistics is. And uh, in the simplest terms, it's getting your beans, bullets, and band-aids to where you need it to go. And that's it's a whole study of okay. how to do that, <laughs> but in short, essay. Any any other insights for people to know? I would add. Um, I mean, that's true for for uh, combat support. I would say in both the civilian sector and the military sector, uh, moving people is also considered logistics. So, and it's not just uh, logistics in the larger sense. Is not just movement of things. It's support of those efforts of movement and um, support of those things being moved, um, which sounds kind of vague, but basically you're not going to move a tank to a planet, let's say, let's go to the military side of it, 
um, without having, you know, fuel, armaments, you know, people to operate that tank. So there's a, there's a larger picture of it. It's the overall puzzle you put together to make, to get things where they need to go so that they can function and do what they need to do. Okay. So uh, right now in Star Citizen and in, say, in, the, in the near future, let's say for 317 to like say 319, where, where do you think logistics is going to be in Star Citizen in terms of like what will people start having to worry about? What are things that you're, you're seeing coming down the pipeline or is there things that are changing that may, people may need to be aware of in terms of how they deal with um, their own logistics from game to game to play, just even individually, not even with like larger groups? Essay, why don't you start with this one? I mean, well, it really depends on as far as what we're going to see and when we're going to see it. Um, I think we kind of know what we're going to see in the long term, but when we're going to see it is really the question because it's all about those systems behind um, the developments, you know, uh, curtain that we don't necessarily see yet that need to be added in. So standardizing um, the, the cargo revamp is going to be a big thing, but um, one that we know is coming fairly soon is going to be the introduction of mass into cargo. So that's going to just that alone will have dramatic effects on gameplay. Um, prime example is a Holly loaded with nothing but ore. You know, you might be able to get it up to you know a thousand, uh, you know, speed, but to stop that ship is going to take you considerably longer than it would today if it were in game, just because of the mass. So, so like, um, time might 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 start to be in effect more more often than people think. As well. Yeah, so being a truck driver isn't just going to be calling into a station and parking. It's going to be really calculating your load, distributing your mass. We don't know quite yet if that's going to be in this next iteration. I doubt it. Um, but distribution of mass is eventually going to become an issue. So that alone, then, then when you get into environmental concerns that we know are coming and um, you know exposed cargo, external cargo, which is obviously coming with the C and with the A, uh, they just become a whole other whole bunch of things to consider uh, in gameplay. Now, you don't want to be that Hall A pilot with Quantanium on the outside of your ship. What you're carrying is going to start mattering as well, is what you're saying as well. Uh, okay. Uh, Commander, what are your thoughts on in the immediate future, what should people think will be worried about in terms of logistical, like un knowing what they need to start worrying about in, in logistics? The obvious answer is fuel and your operational range for that. To uh, hitch off an essay here, I could see them adding mass in for fuel. So you have to start considering how much that weighs down your ship as well, especially if you're dogfighting. That half a second off your roll is going to make a big difference. Other than that, I don't know, in like time frame of a year, yeah, outside of fuel and then cargo refactory, and having to have that supplies you're bringing with you throughout like pyro, it's about all I can see in, if we're going to gate it for a year. Okay. Um, let's talk a little bit more about uh, logistic like support that CIG can give, because while we know that we're going to start seeing a lot more things that people can have to start considering when they're playing the game, um, what is what does what will CIG have to make to help us figure that out? Like, what kind of tools would you would you uh, if you were to tell CIG, hey, we need this, 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 and this, or whatever for future gameplay purposes? What tools would you like to see, Commander? Since you last one, why don't you talk about that? Um, what is it's Urkel that has the sites where all the components mm -hmm. are at the various shops that in game would be awesome, especially in the future where you're going to be carrying your components around. Yeah, she should be doing that now, but having Urkel so you can know where everything is from an in game app, knowing probably dynamic pricings as well, just taking that background information 
and just putting it onto a Moby Glass little tab would be great. So like knowing where things are, like like yeah. commodities yeah. or 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 inventory of various places. Okay. Um, yeah. Essay. Well, I mean, there are, there are quite a few things. We, I think probably the one tool uh, in game that's going to be most important for logistics is going to be a, a load planner. Um, and I don't see how they get away with not having a load planner because you need to be able to um, load planning or being able to, uh, I'm trying not to use a lot of jargon. So using, uh, let's say a container ship versus a truck, no matter what vehicle you're using, you need to put things in certain places to get certain results. So you want like your heavy mass items towards the center. You want, uh, there's certain things that can't be combined because they're potentially going to affect each other. So um, I see that probably the, the tool that I think would be most valuable for players in game is going to be the ability not just to buy commodity products, but then plan on, okay, I need eight cases of this, seven of this, you know, 14 of this, and then actually playing like a little mini game of Tetris of where they're going to go. So like like li- like lining up properly, uh, and for those of you yeah, don't know, and also go ahead. Sorry, no, go ahead, please. As I said, for those of you who don't know, like when we talked about like load loading and that kind of things, um, most everything in life <laughs> has some sort of load master or somebody whose job it is to load up ships uh, or trucks or planes or even spacecraft. They have to be loaded in an exact pro- proper fashion, an exact proper way. They have to be tracked, double-checked, triple-checked, especially if you're dealing with more com- complexities like rockets. Um, because if you uh, misload something, if you put too much weight on one side, any kind of change movements will cause could cause things like catastrophic accidents. An unloaded or a not properly loaded truck, for instance, could tip over if it hits too, too wide of a turn. Uh, a boat that has uh, that is not properly loaded in in terms of you know um, its weight and distribution could capsize and uh, you know so there's there there are entire professions I knew I have a friend of mine who was in the Air Force who was a loadmaster in C one thirty and he talked about just the the absolute just mile long checklist they had to go through and figure out for every single thing and just the the sometimes you know day plus efforts to to load everything up properly was was quite intensive so just to give you that that, that in, in mind we're talking about that go ahead essay you were saying you were saying something else no just the i mean yeah you kind of like walk that in on target uh the the idea of being able to properly plan your load and understand it, it, there's two parts of it really in, in general terms which is one that your load is safe that your ship will handle the way that you want it to handle let's say you're going to a planetoid with increased gravity or reduced gravity that would change how you not only would load your ship but what you could put on it in addition there is the ability to right now when we're selling product the same thing kind of like as having urkel in game um, and having the ability to look at components i'd like the ability to look at the commodity markets around the verse on a tab as well as an additional system so that i could say yeah what is the current price going in this location mm-hmm. all right i'm going to do movement and do an entire load to maximize my cube and maximize my profit for that run because um, right now that's you know it's I think we've all if we've done any cargo running we've all done it where we've loaded up a, a hull full of something you know we are our ship full of something we take it somewhere and we can't sell it yeah and and the ability to actually have more of a commodity market type of tool um, I always pull out galaxies as an example of things that are clearly not perfect but put a little bit of thought into it they had a bizarre market you know you're doing something similar to that that's more of on a Moby glass would help. Um, traders know what to buy and where to bring it 
Okay. Uh, let's go a little bit further, and uh, I just add a little bit of something in there as well. Um, for to, to give some context for everything, uh, let's just say somebody is a transport uh, pilot, someone who wants to just move cargo. What are the steps? Would you think that you think an average transport, just a cargo hauling, uh, you know, person in a hall A? What are some of the steps they're going to have to consider? Start start to consider uh, as the game starts to develop more and become more fleshed out. Um, Sa, since you're the last one to talk, um, God, there's a lot to consider. It's it's the first thing is what kind of gameplay do you want? Um, mm-hmm. You know, the idea it's romantic to think you're going to fill up a hall E and take it from one system to another and make a fortune in one large movement. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. So we know people are going to try to do that, but the reality of trading is that it's market-based mm-hmm. and it's also experience. Um, this experience vastly differs. So we think of things like blockade runners as being romantic, like an MSR bringing in illicit goods past the UE. That's, that is trading in, in, in the core sense of it. But, um, and then you have your Holly on the other side and you have just completely different experiences there. So the question is, you know, um, Where's the money going to be made? What ships do you enjoy flying? Those things need to really be considered because you're doing it in game. If you don't want to do straight line runs, then the whole, you know, C and up are probably not ships for you because they're not going to be maneuverable. I can go down into atmosphere. I can, you know, um, you know, they're, they're, they're the freight trains of the verse. Mm-hmm. That's really what they are. So do you want to be a train, you know, a train engineer? Or do you want your, you know, the, the old freelancer ad of, mm-hmm. you know, fill up your your van or your truck and take it out there and sell product and move a small amount of stuff and be by yourself and drink some coffee. Cause you're not operating probably a whole C or a whole lead by yourself. Yeah. So that's also a group effort thing. What is that gameplay you want? And I think that um, I see a lot of people that want to do trading that buy almost every single type of ship they think they're going to use for particular things. And it's like, okay, that's great. You're supporting the game, but at the same time, are you going to enjoy that gameplay? So you know, think about it. What do you want to do when you're doing this trading? So like you're saying like your ship is even just just alone if you're a trader your ship is going to determine a lot of what you can and can't do. Yeah, prime example would be the um the M2, right? Um mm-hmm. you want to move tonks to planet, that's going to probably be your most efficient means. The, the liberator is there as well, but you have to decide like what are you moving? Do you want the ability to move cargo and vehicles or do you want the ability to to move vehicles and a different amount of cargo? Where where are you going with it? Are you going to and, and those, you know, from a military aspect, so there, there are two sides that I'm approaching this from yeah. in my civilian profession. Um, I'm a food systems logistics person and food system logistics is extremely complicated because you're talking about everything from equipment to perishable goods to hazardous materials. It's, it's very, it, there's a lot to it. And then on the military side, I'm been trained and do, uh, I've, I've done hazmat stuff and logistical planning for, for movements. So um, looking at you know, the variety that you get with each ship, what you can actually do with these ships. Um, it, it's not, first of all, the ships aren't going to be what people expect. Mm-hmm. So if you have, um, you know, you might think that you're going to use a particular ship for doing military transport, but you may not. You know, the M, I, I don't like the M2 um, personally as a ship. I think it's beautiful. I just don't think it's priced well personally. But when I, um, when you look at M2, because it has a, a internal storage that's protected by the hull of the ship, you have a lot more flexibility in what you're dropping, um, a lot more flexibility in what you're hauling. So, you know, it, there's a lot that needs to be defined still. These ships will come into their own eventually. Mm-hmm. But 
logistics isn't simply just putting something on a ship or attaching to a ship and moving it. It's about having a plan of where you want to be in the end. Do you get the end result that you're planning on, on, on getting? Okay. So your ship is going to determine a lot about where you want to go. Okay. Well, and, uh, and what works for you, and what, works what for gameplay you. you have. Uh, Vander, same question for, for, for you. Like say if someone wants to be a, a transport, just like a cargo runner, mm-hmm. what would, what was, what are some of the things you're going to have to start considering uh, in, in going forward in the game beyond just, you know, I want to do cargo. Uh, the type of cargo for one, you know, if it's, is it safe cargo that you could just throw in your ship and fly it? Does it have unstable so you have to store it in a specific or contain it in a specific way? Is it going to be perishable that degrades over time? Is it going to, how much is it going to weigh down your ship, consume more fuel that's going to cut into your operational range? Your, um, both your takeoff and your endpoint. Now, if you're flying out of Orison into Delamar, you're going to burn a lot more fuel leaving Orison than you are landing at Delamar. But going in and out of gravity wells or atmosphere, that's consuming more food. If it's a really long trip, do you have to cut into your cargo for food, water, any emergency supplies? The geopolitics of where you're going, if you're going into another system, is the NPC organizations running at friendly to you is your cargo legal with them and if it's they also consider the player orgs that are probably going to claim the system are you friendly with them do you need to bribe them do they need supplies to let you through so you have to cut in more into your cargo and then it's um probably guessing how much that stuff you're going to sell for is worth because it you might look at your trading app and might sell for 128 UEC a unit, but when you get there, it could only be 80, depending if it's a week-long trip. So guessing is your future pricing, and then it's a lot of math just cutting into, am I actually making enough profit to be worth it? Okay, yeah. All right. I mean, that's that's a lot of math. <laughs> that's a lot of a lot of preparation. Um, there's a... Sorry, there, there's another side yeah. of it as well, which is, right now, when you transport cargo, you own the cargo. You buy mm-hmm. it, you transport it. If it's a loss, it's a loss on you. That won't be the future of cargo. You will not be able to afford, um, or, or would it be even profitable for you to to do that? When when you ship things, whether it's containerized shipping, um, whether it's open box shipping, um, you know FedEx doesn't own the products it ships. Um, cargo ships don't own the products that they ship. You are a service provider. So another, you know, there is a potential out there in gameplay where you just basically your Holly. Once your manifest is full um, or gets to a certain point, you make the decision, I'm not taking any more containers, and then you can transport that product for whatever fees you're charging for that transport. Um, so there's, you know, it's not necessarily, uh, but there's there are other parts to that, like load planning, like uh, considerations, like, like talking about perishable products. That's a, a huge amount of products are perishable. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can't run a system without food uh, or certain supplies, medical supplies, et cetera. So um, it gets... In the future of logistics and what you're moving, it's all going to be probably based around a, a um, in-game mechanics that basically determine um, what each system needs at that point. Like, do we need armaments because we have a current conflict going on? There's piracy, et cetera. Um, do we have uh, foods that are not able to grow enough food for our population, so therefore we want more food? Um, so the, the system itself is going to be extremely complicated in some ways and very simple in others, which is moving product is fairly simple. It's very direct. But 
all of the planning of what you're going to move, how you're going to move it, and and is it worth it to you to even be in that business? That's going to be complicated. I'll hit you with another one, and before we get to, the, to to wrap this up as well, because this is the other one that that gets a lot. Plenty of people just want to go out into the black and pew pew and blow stuff up. Someone someone who wants to be a fighter pilot. What are the kind of things that they're going to have to worry about in the future, uh, especially if they're going say beyond Stanton, going into places like Pyro and other places? Uh, Commander, what do you what do you think? Where am I running away to when things go tense up? Is the first <laughs> question. So uh, especially, plans. yeah. <laughs> uh, you're out. You're out pyro, and you're just a pew pewer. Yeah. Where's your ammo coming from? Where you're getting your food and water, of course. But you're you're gonna get shot up. So where are you getting your repairs? And is that place safe to go back to? Those are okay. the the big things. And someone who can uh, rearm and refuel their ships a lot more efficiently than you is gonna win, no matter how how bad they are at flying. Uh. I mean, I'd agree with all that. And I'd also add on there, like, so going pew pew is, is fun. It's, 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 you know, I love uh, uh, flying a fighter. I think it's a lot of fun, but the reality is that fighters have very little range. They're usually based off of other ships or planetoids. They, they, they don't have the ability to really go out there and distance themselves. So if, if you want to become a fighter pilot in pyro, you better align yourself with orgs or with piracy organizations or NPCs or get the reputation you need to be able to actually exist. Because once you get there, you might be able to eventually get your ship there, hire a liberator to bring your ship out and then you can, you know, you're there. But if no one wants, if you don't have the reputation to work with organizations or with player organizations, then you're, you're dead in the water. You have nothing to do. So those relationships, the ability to, to um, really build up a good reputation about what you want to do and be the best at it is going to be really key. And also understanding that as commander said, you know, you're fighting, you're flying a fighter, let's say, let's just use that as a base example. Mm -hmm. Um, Fighters not going to be harvesting uh, quantanium and processing it and providing fuel. They're not going to be manufacturing bullets or bringing those things in. They're not going to be repairing components. Like, you know, it's going to be a matter of, you know, as a fighter pilot, you need other players, Um, potentially NPCs, but, you know, in reality, making that network of even if they're not, you know, finding the right org and also making that network of how am I going to survive there? Have a plan. Mm-hmm. Having so, a friend with a Vulcan will save your life. Yeah. Or just yeah, the Vulcan some... actually. Is... Go ahead, sorry. I was going to say the Vulcan's probably going to be the most valuable ship in Pyro. Like yeah, it's, it's just the ability. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, all right. So let's let's hit it up with the last big topic that I wanted to talk about, which is um, based off what you see now. What should people be expecting for Star Citizen in, you know, two years, three years, the, the further down the line? What should what should they be thinking about or what should they be expecting in terms of planning and logistics that they're going to have to start doing or start, you know, maybe even practicing today? That'll help them uh, for the final game for when I say final game, obviously, you know, Star Citizen. But like as Star Citizen starts to roll out with things like engineering and uh, and more and more in-depth gameplay or aspects of the gameplay, what should people start to have to worry about? You know, uh, Essay, go ahead. Wow. 
It's a big question. I know. <laughs> so uh, I think, uh, yeah, I think the biggest part of it is where does CIG go with their development of um, non-player economy? So we know that the economy is going to be driven that way, um, but players will have an impact on the economy because those mechanics underneath the hood of the car um, are going to be really determine how the gameplay, I want to say just works if it's fun. Like, mm-hmm. is it actually going to be something that you want to do and can you make money? Um, you know, commodity markets are great, but it's very easy to influence a commodity market. Um, it's very easy to put your thumb on a scale and you're going to have orgs. I mean, we've seen this in... I, um, and Eve and other games where people will try to corner the market on particular goods or um, use piracy or other means to, uh, you know, military action to be able to drive prices up or to influence others that are transporting things or, or acquiring resources. So the the systems that, that CIG puts in place are going to be key to how how will the, the quote unquote MPC economy work? How, how will it function? Um, to me, that's my biggest worry because that's going to determine, in my mind, what gameplay is, if gameplay is going to be fun. Because if it's going to be something where you work to corner a market on something in a system and the the system itself suddenly drives down the commodity price because it got too high and you can't make as much profit, you might have sunk enough um, uh, UEC into that where you lose money. So those systems are going to be very important for CIG to balance. And I think that's going to be the key. The overall economy is going to be key for um, CIG to get right. Because if they get that wrong, then everything's going to fall apart. Um, As far as individual, you as a transport pilot or running an org or doing logistics as a whole, um, it's going to be those little mechanisms um, like MobiGlass apps that would be very simple to design for load planning, very basic Tetris game, um, commodity market, the ability to look at prices of where you're going, what you're going to do, um, the ability to very simply hire crew, whether it's MPC or player crew, because that's going to be a, a big factor. And then um, actually route planning. Route planning is going to be extremely important. So what are your, you know, from military side, it's what are your supply points? How are, you know, what are your security pieces? All those things. But, you know, when we have so many systems that aren't in the game yet, like environmental systems. So are you trying to take a unshielded cargo ship through a radiation belt? Um, are you traveling too close to the sun with frozen product or whatever it's going to be? So that even though it's a small fluctuation in temperature, are you taking refrigerated goods and you are reliant on refueling on that trip because your ship cannot maintain itself? So did you hire a starfare to meet you out there to refuel your holly? So there's... Um, Long-term, those very basic underlying systems and then the ability to have functionality within your own gameplay. CIG, if they don't add the ability to manage, like here's a really simple one that I don't know how they would do, and we know it's going to happen, but your ability for morale for your NPC crew. Mm-hmm. Like, how how do you know? Is it purely interaction with your crew? Um, is it things like their performance goes down and you just have to notice it? Those systems are all going to impact your ability to function as a logistics provider. Sorry, deal with them. Um, all right, Commander, your thoughts. What, yeah, what, uh, future, future, future down the line. What are people going to start to kind of think about when it comes to logistics and such? I think the only help CIG is going to give us is the background simulation, and they're not going to tell us anything about that. <laughs> so, you're, uh, it's going to be probably Eve-like, where you have to consider everything payrolls your supplies where to acquire them how much they weigh where to move them to who needs it what you're doing in the next month to the years 
So it's you're going to have to consider what your economic base is to the systems you're living in. Are you able to produce the food or you're only mining? Do you have to buy food and where's the closest system to get the food? And are you politically aligned with them to get that food? Or do you have to blow them up? And then do you have the missiles to blow them up? If you, uh, if you look at any military, I'll use that example because I'm one dimensional. They have, at, they have a shop. They have like the S1, then goes up to like seven. Most of them have like a one to nine. four. Oh, yeah, goes up nine. to nine? I've never seen a nine. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> but they have they have a shop for every little thing. Like your S1 shops, they're doing they're just filing paperwork for the most part. They deny your leave and they make sure you don't get paid. That is their job. <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna have to have someone who's probably gonna be paying your people and your NPCs because they will leave you. Mm-hmm. And right on them. And then you have your S2 shop, which is your intelligence gathering. And that's going to be important for planning ops. You have to know what you're walking into. Then your three is allied logistics. They're making sure everything is going where it needs to be at the least amount of effort. So if you're if you're running any yeah. yeah, running any kind of org, you at least need those three shops. And they need to be absolutely ace. And in a long-term conflict, because I can see player wars and eve going on for months to years it's going to come down to who has their shops running better in, in star citizen Just, yeah or yeah. star citizen it's eve, it's going to be eve with first person <laughs> yeah uh, eve is a good example i think a lot a lot of people um talk about how eve is a spreadsheet simulator but star citizen is a lot more in depth than eve in some ways um because it's not just you know set your macros and do everything properly you're going to there's going to be a lot more of a, there's a lot more hands on so uh, all right. Well, I, I I think we illustrated the the complexities of logistics and for 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 people to to to, to think about, especially since I know a lot of newer players are coming in and first seeing you know the game and may not may be getting the impression that it's like oh this is like Star Wars and have no idea that things like Pyro have no stations <laughs> and that the <laughs> and those. Those stations that they do exist are going to be controlled by individual gangs. Where if you don't, they don't like you, they'll just shoot you. <laughs> so, um, and as as always, I'll, I always like to remind people that Pyro is three times the size of Stanton, with maybe at best a third of the of the of the stations uh, out for for support, refuel, and re- repair and such. So, um, I I would like to add if I can butt in is that Star Citizen's going to not be a single player playable game when in the near future when all these systems comes out you're either going to need friends or you're going to be paying everyone to offload a bunch of tasks that it's no longer going to be fun yeah or or getting npcs and stuff like that it's it's you you're playing as an adventure game but congratulations son you're not actually playing an adventure game you're playing space spreadsheet simulator um (laughs) you're the, the 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 what is the the trope where like every space adventure team is always like one job away from bankruptcy. Like the ship's falling yeah. apart. They need to find a new job, you know, Cowboy Bebop, Firefly, mm-hmm. Han Solo and, and Millennium Falcon. It's like, that's, that's what it's going to be like. You're just going to be constantly on the edge of bankruptcy, trying to figure out how you can make enough money to survive. And a lot of that is going to be just 
oh, I, we made 5 million, you know, UEC doing this job. It's like, well, then you've got to pay for the million UEC for replacing all your missiles you used, a million UEC for the medical costs that you, you incurred, you know, uh, you know, 500,000 UEC for the refueling, another, you know, 250,000 for, for food that you have to do. And you're going to start seeing that, that profit tick away really quickly. So. Uh, and gameplay is not going to be the same. I mean, when you look yeah. at things like Pyro, for example, pirates are not going to shoot at you with missiles. Um, very rarely. One, they don't want to destroy you. Um, they want to, you know, capture what you want, unless they're mercenaries or they're they're trying to, you know, threaten you. But they're not going to want to destroy you. Secondly, missiles in pyro are going to be extremely expensive because they're not made in pyro and they have to get to pyro. So, you know, little things like that are just things in game and just core things in game right now. Where you know, if you if you want to take your your um, freelancer miss to pyro. You can. You're gonna. You're gonna carry a big stick, but you're not gonna use it. Mm-hmm. It's a last last resort sort of situation. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, I think that's gonna end for our discussion. I feel like I'm looking at the chat right now, and I've looked at the the, the list of questions, and I think we've got. Uh, let me check real quickly. Uh, we've got 25 questions, so we've going to be probably a lot more questions to answer as well. Um, but that's going to be it for this section. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like the video. Uh, comment down below about your own thoughts and feelings about this this topic. And uh, make sure you're following uh, Apex Crime Stat, right? Is that what it is? Or Apex? That is correct. Apex Crime Stat. And make sure you catch Essay on the Info Runners, which you'll catch me there as well sometimes. Um, so do those two things. So both of those links will be in the description below. And like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black.